G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As issues of religious freedom and a growing antagonism towards the church affect the public attitude to the church, there is no doubt that there will be a time coming and perhaps very soon where there'll be clashes uh, that will be happening within a media debate and it could be in the coming months it could be in the coming years and of course church leaders are likely to be caught up in that and so dealing with the media can be very intimidating and a wrong statement by a spokesperson can have devastating effects on an organization or the reputation so it comes to churches comes to christian charities and let's talk some today about some of the issues that are revolving around uh, the issues of reputation of our churches. Lyle Mercer is Managing Director of Mercer PR, a corporate public relations company specialising in media relations and issues and reputation management and crisis communications. Lyle's back with us today. Hello, Lyle. Welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Thanks for having me. Lyle, when we talk about the reputation and the image of churches, there are developments that are happening right now uh, that are going to mean that people, perhaps even in our own local churches, uh, the sins of their past are perhaps likely to come out into the present. Uh, the idea of uh, what happened before, uh, perhaps it's not a secret anymore and those things are going to come out. Lots of churches are going to be dealing with that for all sorts of reasons. Yeah, look, churches these days uh, have a lot more, I guess, um, opportunities to interact with the media and in, in social platforms, social media, than they did in the past. So things that happened in church years ago tended to stay in church. Well, now everyone has a voice. Social media has changed the dynamic. Uh, social media has given everyone the opportunity to say anything, by the way, true or false. And that's something we have to keep in mind as well. But churches in the past could think, well, we don't need to deal with the media. Unfortunately, now we live in an age of digital and social media where churches are forced to deal with the media for all sorts of things. And as we've seen in recent times in Hollywood and politics, uh, the Me Too movement has come out and uh, people now are, are talking about things that happened so many years ago, but very important to them. They felt these things that weren't dealt with at the time appropriately or you know, all started with, of course, the Harvey Weinstein and it's gone into politics and business. But the danger for churches, it's now spawned a whole new movement called Church Tube. And we're seeing now in America, we're seeing uh, pastors and Christian leaders, not just pastors, but people in authority being blamed now for inaction 20, 30 years ago. And we're talking about predominantly women who have come forward and said, I was abused or I was something happened to me this long ago and the church covered it up. Well, whether that's right or wrong is not the issue. The issue is now, once you've been outed in the media, whether it's true or false, you have to now respond. And how you respond is vital to the reputation of the church. If you're seen to be responding in a way that is dismissive or trying to cover something up, 
then you can pretty well close the doors because you can get so much criticism, it's not funny. Um, so that's why churches have to be very, very aware and prepared and know what they're doing so they respond in a way that protects their reputation and also the credibility of the Christian church as a whole. And before we move on too far from here, let's remind ourselves that the church is made up of sinners saved by grace. There's this image somehow that people in church are all uh, goody-two-shoes, nice people and uh, never have hurt a fly. But in my experience, uh, some of the people that I've been in church alongside have the most colourful testimonies uh, of their past. And what we're talking about here, Lyle, is uh, that the perhaps majority of people in church and many of those who've made their way into leadership over the years who've got these colourful pasts, uh, these are likely to come to the fore and we need to know how to handle it. Well, that's right. I don't think there'd be a person on the earth that would really enjoy um, their past being broadcast all over the news. And I don't think any of us would really want to shine a spotlight on certain areas of our past. And so, and, and fortunately for most of us, it'll never happen because there's no interest, no public interest in that. And, and no one, you know, very few people have done, I think, something that, that bad that, that would really make too much of a difference. But unfortunately, when it comes to church leadership, um, if they've done something whilst they were in ministry, it could be years ago, but the alleged victim feels as though they weren't treated correctly or there was a cover-up. And remember, it's the cover-up that is the, is the most damaging issue here. And it's what the Catholic Church have dealt with through the whole, particularly the Catholic Church, but not just the Catholic Church. Other churches are also through the whole, uh, you know, a Royal Commission and the into child sexual abuse, and for years things were covered up. It wasn't it, the act itself was bad, but what really destroyed the reputation of these churches was the attempting that uh, was the inaction and the cover up. So these days, uh, it's important for churches to be aware and know. Hang on, what you know the the people within our church it could be a youth leader, could be a uh, could be someone who does the the, the maintenance in the grounds. But have they been involved with something that, that might now come to, to light? So it's, it's a real time for soul-searching and honesty and, and, uh, and, I guess, preparation for those sort of things. I wonder if heart-to-heart conversations at a leader's level, and I'm not talking about necessarily a public from-the-pulpit conversation about past, but these might even be important for churches where there are leadership levels to know if there perhaps could be uh, you know, a skeleton in the closet that might remain unresolved, that perhaps some of those things ought to be known by the pastor so that when you have some sort of a communications crisis strategy for your church, uh, that these things can actually be managed when they come to light. Look, you're right. It's so hard, though, isn't it? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, most people wouldn't want to voluntarily, um, you know, provide that information. But I agree with you. It's 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 the time. Um, we've seen it in America over the last uh, few couple of months. We've seen a number of high-profile pastors who have had successful ministries for for the last thirty years or twenty years now being forced to. Uh, being either stood down, stood aside, or being forced to leave their position because of something that happened decades ago. 
So, yeah, unfortunately, as, as difficult as this conversation is, it's a time for the, the leadership of the church, particularly maybe the board, to know, is there something in a, in a pastor, in a youth leader, in a, in, in, in a home church, you know, cell group leaders past that is unresolved, that they think could be an issue that has happened. And again, I'm not pretending this is going to be easy, and I'm sure in a lot of cases that people will just refuse to talk about those things. However... The last thing you want is for something to come out publicly and then you're, you're unprepared. You're far better dealing with it behind the scenes first to know what's going on because the more things that come out, and unfortunately the, the Royal Commission and, and the, the past history of child sexual abuse, it's done a lot of damage to the reputation of the Christian church. I was speaking at the, um, the Catholic Bishops' Conference uh, well, a year or so ago and the Catholic Church does so many wonderful things. I mean, it's, if you take the Catholic Church out of Australia and, and social welfare, so many things they do, um, you know, we, we wouldn't be done. But yet, unfortunately, a lot of people will only will think of only of sexual abuse when they think of the Catholic Church, despite all the good work they do. And so, it's you know, unfortunately, reputations take a long time to be restored. Now. They've come a long way, of course, in their admission of cover-ups, which is very important. But it, it, these things work together, and what they do is they destroy the reputation of the gospel, and they destroy the reputation of Christianity. And so it's important that we do have these tough conversations. We, we are prepared, and we're honest about it now, because unfortunately the day of these things being you know, rested in the background is gone. And Lyle, the Australian public has a nose for hypocrisy and far be it from us to ever defend uh, those who are in in fact uh, accused of such things where we ought to have our focus on the victim, not the perpetrator. Uh, But here we're talking about uh, accusations and accusations, as you rightly, I think, say, uh, may be true and may be false. And it's those false accusations or this idea of guilty until proven innocent. Uh, this is where it happens in the public space. And when you come to your role as a PR expert, uh, the way that you uh, look after image and reputation, uh, this is where we really have to hone in here because uh, churches do need to have, as we've talked about earlier, a crisis communication strategy so that they can handle these sorts of things when they come to light. Otherwise, you can lose the whole church. Uh, it's a serious that, isn't it? Yes, and the difficulty and biggest challenge with the church is that we live in a church bubble. So we see things through the eyes of the spiritual eyes. We talk about things like uh, spiritual oversight and spiritual authority of pastors, and we talk about forgiveness, and we talk about um, you know supporting each other and sharing... The reality is we have to look at it from the outside in. And uh, to give you a, a prime example of a church, uh, just recently, I mean, this is no secret, it's been all over the news, the, the uh, what are they called, High Point Church in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, where their associate pastor was accused of, of uh, abusing, sexually assaulting, sorry, a girl 20 years ago when, when he was a youth pastor. Now, he's, had a very, he's gone on to have a very successful, um, uh, very successful ministry. However, when it was announced to the church, and it was announced to the church because they discovered this girl was about to make it public, and she was making it public on social media, but what they did, what the church did, 
is the church stood up and said, we support the pastor. And then the church, the congregation stood up and gave him a standing yeah. ovation. Well, that was, that was quite rightly condemned across social media and in the mainstream media. That, that, that lost them more credibility than almost what happened back in 20 years ago. Because people are saying, why aren't they thinking of the victim? Why would they give a standing ovation to someone who is being accused of, of uh, uh, sexually assaulting someone when they were a minor, no less, uh, 20 years ago? And I think the church is very tone deaf a lot of the time to what the outside world, uh, to the way the outside world perceives them. It's important we start to, to get out of, out of our church bubbles and start, you know, we're part of the world. People look at us from the outside, and so we have to have that plan in place. We have to say the right things. That's talking about the victims, not the perpetrator. That's supporting the victims. Now, whether that's whether the accusations are right or wrong, it's completely irrelevant. It's about doing the right thing and being seen to do the right thing. And I know, we, you know, some people will say, well, that's not very spiritual. But the reality is, we we live in a world that's not spiritual, and so we either, you know, want to project the right image of the church or we don't. Well, you certainly raise the idea that there are no simple solutions to this and no, it's not going to just go away on its own. Uh, There's going to be need for churches to be prepared to have a communications strategy, a crisis communications strategy just in case there are accusations made against the church and as you say, Lyle Mercer, whether they be true or false, and they may be either, and there may be a mix of both in there, and the truth, as you say, uh, in all of this may not matter as much as the fact that everything blows up and your church is now at risk. And, of course, the church does want to have a focus on the victim and always the best interest of the victim at heart. Uh, We want to reject this idea of uh, hypocrisy, but at the same time we're in a minefield here of where we step because there will be no winners, only losers, when accusations start to fly. Let me point people to the crisiscommunications.com.au website. There are some helpful hints there as to how you can get a communication strategy in place for your church or your charity. There's also the mercerpr.com website, which is your contact point for our guest today, Lyle Mercer, a public relations expert. Lyle, thanks so much for taking some time to talk to us today on 2020. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.